Hey everybody, this episode of the Wrestling Inc. podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. They're a farm-to-box company which uses fresh ingredients and inspire great meals, customizable, healthy weekly menus made with fresh seasonal ingredients shipped right to your door on a flexible delivery schedule. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code WRESTLING30. That's HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code WRESTLING30. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined, as always, by Wrestling Inc.'s own Raj Geary and Dennis Farrell. Today, we're going to talk about SmackDown Live from May 2nd, 2017. Great to see you guys. I was there last night. Really enjoyed watching the show live. Want to get the perspective about how it played on television. Uh, To start with, Dennis, your big picture thoughts on SmackDown last night. If the WWE came to me and said, hey, we need you to write a wrestling show that's very safe and very predictable, (laughs) this would have been the wrestling show I would have written. It was was way too predictable. You saw everything coming a mile away. Wasn't a great show, wasn't a bad show, but way too predictable. I wish they would have done a few different things that could have spiced it up a little bit, but it was was ho-hum for me. Um, I, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, there was no Randy Orton, um, and there, there was no Nakamura, uh, you know, who are pretty much the biggest stars on the, on the brand right now. But I think, uh, you know, regardless of that, I thought it, it, you know, it, the, the whole show built to the Jericho Owens match and I thought they had a really good match. So, uh, you know, f- for that, I, th- I thought it was, uh, I thought it was effective. There wasn't, I, I thought the, the ending match was really good and, and kind of made the show. So it was a thumbs up for me. And they definitely gave, uh, I think, proper space to Chris Jericho. Some people on Twitter were complaining about, oh, you know, uh, Luke Harper was in a dark match before the episode even started. Uh, Brazongo was, uh, you know, cordoned off to that vignette with their title match coming up for the tag teams. There's a lot we didn't see last night on SmackDown Live. And I think part of the reason why is they really wanted to give Jericho a proper send off. Um, it was amazing to me when entering the arena last night in Fresno, overhearing fans talking about, oh, Fozzie's tour starts this week. You know, this is Jericho's last night. Everybody seemed to know that that was in attendance. And I think that for Jericho on SmackDown, one night only, they wanted to give that plenty of runway. Yeah, even in our Twitter poll that we did, um, you know, asking who they who fans thought was going to was going to win that match. It was like 80 percent thought Owens was going to leave with the title. So um it definitely, yeah, it, it, it wasn't much of a secret that, yeah. that Jericho is leaving soon. Um, it, what is interesting is that he, after May, he doesn't have that many dates. I mean, you know, he's got an album coming up that, you know, they've got to promote it and everything, and it takes a lot of time. But, um, yeah, I mean, who knows when he'll return? I mean, he could come sooner or later. He did sign a new WWE contract uh, this you know, earlier this spring, or it was earlier this year. So um, who knows it, how, how long this hiatus will be? Oh, I could easily see them the way they left it, him coming back to build Owens versus Jericho for SummerSlam. Um, I think they left the door open, and I thought that was kind of cool last night, that they uh, we, we all felt that Owens was getting the title back, but I think they overdid it so much in the way that they sent Jericho out that it was, for me at least, watching it live, it was charming. But let's talk about the episode and go match by match, segment by segment, and really dive deep into the show. So. Uh, one thing I saw, I was also at the house show in Stockton, California on Monday night, the SmackDown live show and Randy Orton did come out and, uh, tags, uh, with Luke Harper against Eric Rowan and Jinder Mahal Monday night at the house show, no belt on Randy Orton. He did not carry it. He didn't bring it out there. Um, it was a quick match. So I love that in kayfabe, they opened the show last night with Jinder Mahal doing that photo shoot with the WWE world heavyweight championship last night and Shane McMahon getting the belt back from Jinder. I thought that was a nice piece of storytelling to open the show, setting up uh, his match for later in the night with Sami Zayn. We opened uh, in the ring with Shane coming out, thanking the fans in Fresno, uh, welcoming Jericho to a pop. And then of course, uh, AJ and Owens interrupt and complete chaos. What did you think about how they used AJ last night and uh, really sort of placeholdering it saying, Hey, okay, you're gonna get a little bit of this, but you know, this, AJ AJ's on pause this week uh, until we do the build to backlash. Once this is settled with Owens and Jericho, Dennis, did you think this was sort of enough of AJ in the in the first segment to keep people happy? 
I was a little confused personally. I, AJ came out with a little bit of a hill attitude, and I get it. I love how they call back to some past storylines. It's something we complain about a lot, but they did good. But I was confused. I was like, because it, it seemed like AJ was coming off as a hill, and I thought, man, that's a little too soon to throw some shade at Chris Jericho like that because he's fresh off coming off of turn already. Yeah. What do you think? I, well, I think I mean I I, I actually like that because I, I don't like when someone does a, a face or a heel turn automatically they're they're best buddies you know I do like that when they're they acknowledge that they're still not on great terms. Uh, that being said, I did think that it you know they could have ended the show with AJ Styles finally making the save for Jericho, uh, so it, it establishes him more as a babyface and and you know by him waiting a while like. Uh, before making the save, it would just, you know, show that he he's had his problems with Jericho. He's not in a hurry to save him, but after a while enough was enough and, and it was time to make the save. Um, Yeah. I thought it was interesting to me that with AJ, I see, I feel like they've really gone back and forth with him so much right now. It's almost irrelevant. They've beat me down to the point that I don't know how I see AJ styles anymore. Um, You know, I feel like they feel that he's, the audience is on his side regardless of what he does. It seems that way in terms of how they book him. Um, did you guys watch Talking Smack last night with this interview? I didn't. I, I did, yeah. I thought, it, I thought it was really good. I mean, it, uh, it, definitely, it definitely made AJ Styles feel more like the face of SmackDown with the way he was uh, defending it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and his whole SmackDown makes him raw takes him line. Right, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty good too. Um, yeah, so I think with AJ, there's definitely – a lot. I mean, I could see him getting the belt after the way they're treating him at Backlash. I could see him picking it up off Owens. Is it weird to you guys that with Randy out of action this week, and I didn't watch Raw yet, but I'm assuming Brock Lesnar didn't show up, um, that they're putting so much focus on each show on the IC title and the US title? Hmm. Me. Uh, you know, it's a secondary title. Uh, sometimes I think there should be more on Intercontinental Championship. Myself, growing up, it was whoever held it for the longest time was the number one contender. Mm-hmm. The United States belt was almost like the TV champion in WCW. It didn't really hold a lot of weight, and it still doesn't now. It's I almost feel like it's the smallest of the championship belts in aesthetically. It, it doesn't make me feel like that that guy's a true champion or should be considered among some of the top guys. I, I think it's important that they do start pushing the titles more, especially with Brock being gone for, you know, uh, he's not going to be working live live events for a year. Um, I, I mean, he'll work some here and there, but not a full-time schedule. And if, if the plan is to keep him as champ until WrestleMania, uh, I think I think you should uh, focus on those titles more. And they've gone through periods in the past where they try to rebuild those. If you remember WrestleMania 32 when they had John Cena win the U.S. title, uh, Daniel Bryan win the Intercontinental title. There was a there was a real um, a, a real f- focus to try to make those titles relevant again. And and it goes up and down and up and down. But I don't know about you guys, but for me, the most anticipated match at you know Backlash is Owens and uh, Styles. And and probably Nakamura and Ziggler, you know, Orton versus Mahal is uh, further down. I will say uh, Jinder is looking more and more like a player every week. Uh, Again, I still think they could have done, should have done a slower build to get him more ready in the fans' eyes to that level. But he is looking more the part and uh, feeling more confident. His promos need need a lot of work, but... um, (laughs) Yeah, so I, I think uh, I think it's good that this this feud is getting the the attention it deserves because I think for a lot of fans it's the most anticipated match on the card. So with Jinder, uh, funny you mentioned that he is in the next match against Sami Zayn. I do want to say Monday night uh, at the house show, Jinder did the same promo that he's been doing, but he didn't yell. I feel like that was our note, right? That you could be angry without shouting. Uh, and that was interesting. But of course, the crowd in Stockton just drowned him out very quickly with the USA chance and everything there. But uh, what did you think of Jinder versus Sammy last night, Raj? Um, I, I, again, he, this is something I've said, you know, a couple of weeks ago or a few weeks ago when they first put Jinder in the world title picture is that, you know, they should have built him with someone like Sammy. And not a, a one-off, but do a little program with Sammy because Sammy's really good in the ring. Uh, 
it could give him more experience working longer matches because he's mostly been working short matches, you know, as an enhancement talent. Yeah. So get him used to longer matches. Sammy's the perfect opponent. But, uh, you know, I thought this was what they should be doing. But I, uh, I just think a longer program with Sammy would have helped get him ready for uh, a main event title run or even an upper card uh, program. Definitely. How about you, Dennis? Well, Raj, I got to ask you this question. I, I, and you're, you make a, a lot of points here. But to me, as, as a fan, Dennis, it really felt like that he had a lot of trouble with Sami Zayn. For a guy that's supposed to, you know, wrestle for a championship and Sami Zayn, who has not had the most impressive winning streak or built up to be, you know, a tough competitor that he probably should be. I really felt like Jinder had a little too much trouble getting past him tonight. You, you didn't get that vibe? Um, if you mean like it should have been uh, more of a squash, is that what you mean? Or do you mean like he had a problem no, it working was, in the ring with him? No, no, more of a squash, I think. It, it, working in the ring, everything looked great. It just seemed like from a storytelling standpoint, they really didn't do Jinder any favors here in this match. Um, well, I mean, they gave him the win. Um, and it, it was, it wasn't a, I mean, he, he, there was an outside distraction, but it wasn't like they, you know, the Singh brothers beat down Sammy for him to get the <laughs> win. But I know what you mean, uh, because Jinder does need, because he is the one coming from way down here and they're putting him up here. So he does need, uh, you know, to get, gain that, uh, credibility with the fans and, and doing a clean win and a more dominant win, I guess would help. But at the same time, he does need to that experience working longer matches on TV and, and, and you know, a Sammy's Sammy's a good guy for that. If it was someone like, uh, gosh, uh, if, if he was wrestling like someone from the Ascension or, or you know, one of Breezango, then it should have been more of a squash. I agree. But for, in this case, maybe um, gender should have had a little bit more, but I, I, I was fine with it. Other, you know, overall. Although with the Singh brothers, I think that they could have kept Sammy relatively, protected and made it a shorter match by having that outside interference. I think it would have given them a good excuse. Um, live, I don't know how it's ended on TV, but the crowd was super into Sammy. I think they put on a solid match. Funny, I mean, just my wife and I were just couldn't help but remark uh, when everyone's there, you know, doing the USA crap at gender. It was like they would they would blow their minds if they knew which one of these guys was actually a Muslim in the ring. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sammy's the actual Middle Eastern and they yeah. both are from Canada. They were yeah, both born in Canada. Absolutely. I mean, uh, so that was kind of a fun pair uh, footnote to that pairing last night. But I enjoyed that match. I thought it was really good. Um, you know, I didn't expect Sammy to win. They've got to make Jinder look stronger just to to keep that match with Randy interesting. I mean, I feel like they're they're digging themselves out of the Jinder. I know we're not supposed to use the J word anymore, but uh, you know <laughs> no, that use it. Yeah, I know. Uh, but they're they're digging themselves out of the the gender jobber hole of like, hey, we know you've seen this guy lose consistently for almost a year now, but now we're gonna make him look tough. Yeah, and it, again, like I said, if they did it for months, I think it would be a lot more believable for him in the main event level. Someone pointing out in the in the YouTube chat that, you know, people don't squash Sammy really. Like, you know, Seth Rollins had problem with Sammy, and Seth Rollins actually lost his Royal Rumble shot because of Sammy. So um so i agree with that you know like uh that uh sammy's credible enough that he, it, that it worked oh so someone's also asking is corbin really suspended or is it a work i mean it's storyline uh for what happened on talking smack but they kept him off the house show monday night so not only did he miss raw or uh did he miss smackdown last night but he didn't do the smackdown house show in fact aiden english had to lose twice aiden english uh lost to ty dillinger and then called out another opponent mojo came out and beat aiden quickly um so no corbin this week yeah he missed two shows i don't know if if it was something he requested time off for before or the, you know they're just doing a quick storyline but you know they're they're heading overseas he'll be there so um oh that explains it yeah they're heading overseas now and if you yeah, go to wrestling inc right now there's a a photo of roman reigns and braun Strowman together with uh, matt hardy and titus o'neill at the roman coliseum so <laughs> So watch out, Roman, because that's a that's a far fall from where where they're standing, posing for the photo. If uh, Braun decides that he's not finished with Roman, it's so funny to me. I, I guess it's kind of cute, right? Just to see that these guys, it's like they're on their European vacation whenever they go overseas. I mean, they're you never see that in the U.S. You never see photos of everyone together hanging out, doing touristy stuff. Um, it's cool, but it's uh, 
it does take a wrestling is such a weird thing because that's that's one of the things you don't care if you see the the main guy from the walking dead hanging out with the guy that plays negan but wrestling you know because they used to protect that stuff so much in the past if hogan and andre were feuding they would not be caught anywhere near the same vicinity you know uh they would have separate heel and, and babyface buses so um it, it, it that that part it it's just gone i guess and that's the way it is but um but yeah it, it, it's an interesting photo <laughs> definitely uh, so we're gonna talk about the rest of smackdown in a minute but first raj we got a new sponsor today we teased him at the top of the episode hello fresh raj you got your hello fresh box you tried it out i did i did i made two meals already it, it only took 15 minutes and i'm not a, a big cooker so it was uh it was pretty easy 15 minutes uh the ingredients are all there it's healthy uh, i did the the chicken and the steak uh the chicken was grilled chicken with vegetables and it was delicious and it hardly took any time at all. Yeah. So HelloFresh is a farm to box company, which uses fresh ingredients to inspire great meals. They've got customizable, healthy weekly menus made with seasonal fresh ingredients shipped right to your door on a flexible delivery schedule. Now they offer a classic box, a veggie box, a family box. Of course, I got the veggie box, which was very easy to make vegan. Uh, so whether you're vegetarian or vegan, they also have you covered. And I felt great after the meals that I had. Customers can order three, four or five different meals per week designed for either two or four people. And there's new recipes that they send out each and every week. The recipes that that I had really made me feel just unstoppable and it's fast because most of the recipes take just 30 minutes and require minimal equipment. I love it. I'm a guy that loves to cook anyhow, and this made it super simple. I didn't have to worry about what to shop. Did I have the right ingredients on hand? Every single thing I needed for these recipes was right there in my HelloFresh meal kit. So they are a delivery service. They make cooking fun so you can focus on the whole experience and not just the final plate. Each week, they give you these recipes with step-by-step -step instructions designed to take around 30 minutes from everyone from novices to seasoned home cooks who can make these meals on short time with minimal preparation. They source fresh ingredients measured to the exact quantities you need so there's no waste. And in fact, they have two registered dietitians on staff who review each recipe to ensure it's nutritionally balanced. HelloFresh delivers food to your doorstep in a recyclable insulated box for free and they're offering light spring meals right now. They just introduced breakfast options, in fact, and every meal is less than $10. But we've got a deal for you. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code WRESTLING30. That's HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code WRESTLING30. This is really great. You know, if you like to cook, but you don't like to shop, if you're not so sure about your cooking skills and you don't want to plan recipes and have to worry about having the right ingredients on hand, HelloFresh makes it so simple. And you heard Raj talk about it. He had the meat options. I had the veggie options. It's great. It's so simple to do, and I love that it comes in these just compact boxes that have everything you need to make a killer meal. Again, go to HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code WRESTLING30 to save $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, and we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Also want to thank our other sponsor, DDPY. You've heard us talk about it. Look at Chris Jericho last night. Again, that amazing agility he displayed, that flexibility in reversing some of those moves from Kevin Owens. How did he get to just what he describes as the best shape of his life? DDPY, specifically their awesome Max Pack, which you got to check out. And for a limited time, we've got a deal for you where you can get three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app plus the DDPY DVDs for 25% off when you go to our link at ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Also, they have a special deal where you can just get the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off using that code again, ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Got an amazing deal where you can also buy a max or combo pack at 25% off and get 50% off the second one. We love having DDPY as a sponsor. We see it all the time on social media. You tweeted us, you say you're using it. It's helping you lose weight. It's helping you improve your flexibility and improve your health. Not just Chris Jericho, but AJ Styles, Mick Foley, Goldust, Scott Hall, Jake the Snake. All these guys are using DDPY to turn around their health, taking control of their lives. We encourage you to get started today. Again, that's ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So back to SmackDown last night. Um, what did you think? Raj of how they did the backstage segment this week with Ziggler hyping up Nakamura and thankfully uh, <clears throat> not repeating that same awkwardness we saw last week in the ring. It was much better than last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ziggler making some good points. Um, you know, he, he came across as heelish and, I, you know, I definitely liked it better than last week. And look, if, if Nakamura is not wrestling till Backlash, which, you know, that's what they're advertising is Backlash will be his first match. 
uh, you don't want Nakamura on TV every week cutting promos. So I, I thought this this worked well. What about you, Dennis? I agree. This protected both men, progressed the storyline, and you even got a little bit of uh, backlash from management when he would start calling them out at the end. I, I really enjoyed the Shane McMahon thing there at the end that put a nice little bow tie on a good promo that progressed the storyline without any real effort at all. So I, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, I thought this was a much better, cleaner way to do it. Um, and I thought keeping Nakamura off TV helped um, after that promo. I think they need to rebuild up the mythology again. Yeah, I think uh, less is more with him. He's, he's kind of like Brock. Um, because Brock, if you have him on TV every week, it's, it's definitely not near as special. Yeah. But I think it's going to be great at Backlash. And I love that they're building the pay-per-view around him. Um, audiences know him. Monday night, Stockton, California. House show. The opening match was Ziggler versus Nakamura. And Nakamura, huge pop. Everyone is very aware of who he is. They were singing along to the theme song. I think that they're on the right track, getting mainstream audiences to embrace him. And as long as they don't do that junk they did with Ziggler with the Michael Jackson thing, hopefully they won't screw it up. Yeah. I feel like that's a mistake to call attention to that because Nakamura does use that as an influence, but you probably wouldn't get that watching him. And then when you point that out, then you're like, oh yeah, he is kind of doing Michael Jackson. And that's that the last six months thing. Morrow was doing that, but I think that was under the direction of Vince. Remember that whole crap with Alexa, like the Harley Quinn? It was like, oh good, they're just calling out who they're ripping off now. Right, yeah. I think by not saying it, 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 it and it, when it doesn't bring it out, who who they're kind of channeling. Uh, it makes it a lot more effective as opposed to like they're ripping off uh, some, you know, <laughs> you Michael Jackson the day? and then calling like, him the artist on top of that. Yeah, Razor know? Ramon, the Scarface of the WWE. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It's just, uh, you know, guys wrestling, we know you do this in wrestling, but you really don't have to lampshade it so much and just uh, draw attention to it. So, yeah, I thought that was better last night. Um, talked about it in English at the house show earlier. So I was actually really surprised at this. I got some photos, Raj. I'll see if I got something good. I don't know if someone already sent it to you. But Aiden Monday at that house show had a slightly uh, different ring look that he came out to doing full artiste uh, shtick, including, you know, the singing, um, talking about his accolades he's gotten in the local press for his theater work. Um, so I thought it was really, really interesting. Um, That's that who should be night. getting the uh, the artiste, uh, yeah. the artist nickname is Aiden English, and and do some vignettes, do them in like an acting class or a singing class where he's just blowing yeah. everyone away. You know, as they're kind of throwing this on TV cold and having him lose right off the bat with it. Oh, uh, and the last day he came out to the Vaudevillains music and the Vaudevillains graphic. I don't know if they showed that on TV. Mm -mm. No, I didn't see it. Yeah, entered the full. <laughs> it was like really confusing um that he was back to that but yeah if uh if no one's uh, submitted it to you i'll send you the photos of what he was doing slightly different on monday for his look it was interesting um but yeah so we had aiden versus ty and uh dillinger man he was over with that crowd last night i mean i don't feel like they're i feel like they're almost underutilizing him compared to the crowd reactions he's getting at this point dennis do you agree yeah, you know, I kind of like it. This this is what we talk about, a slow build. A lot of times we see a guy get a, a huge pop a couple times and boom, he's elevated and maybe it's sink or swim. But I, I like that they're taking their time. They're letting the crowd enjoy him without elevating him, maybe above his head. Maybe he can handle it. Maybe he can't. But I kind of like where he is. You're building him up. You're building up this mythology. And and Abe, th this English match was great for him. It it looked great, and I, I was never a big Dillinger fan until tonight. I really sat back and said, I kind of like what this guy's selling now. Wow. Yeah, I, I agree with Dennis. I think uh, outside of the NXT crowd, you know, people don't really know him. So, and, uh, so I think you should build him up more as opposed to just throw him at the top, especially because I do have my doubts with him. Uh, I, you know, I, I think he's really good in the ring. Um, he's great, he, really great outside the ring. Everyone, you know, everyone really likes him. I've never heard a negative thing about him, but with his promos, um, they just don't come off as, uh, as upper level promos. He needs to work on that. So, but, you know, keep building him and, and let the fans knew who he is before, uh, moving him up to like the U S title picture. Yeah. And they really, uh, put over his new finisher on talking smack last night. Did you guys uh, notice that in the ring? What he did with the drop with the exposed knee? 
I like that. I liked it a lot. It's a lot of tweaking going on, and you can do that at the level he's on without really exposing him. So I like that they're trying new things, and it's not the same match. It's great. I think they're doing the right thing with him. Well, and speaking of Aiden English, so this is something probably to ask Matt Morgan about Monday Night Raj, but with Aiden in that segment with Jericho, like, are you, are you doomed when you become the punchline of a segment like English did last night? It, it, crying like that usually doesn't lead to a main event push. But, uh, man, one thing I really noticed was how much Aiden towered over Jericho in that. Yeah. He looked like he was a foot and a half taller in that promo. I don't know if it was just the camera angle or what, but he he looked gigantic. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's better than what he's been doing with the VOD villains. At least he's getting uh, some time, but this isn't looking like it's leading to, you know, uh, even an upper mid-card push, uh, you know, just something for him to do. And at least he's got something. Aiden, you know, it's it's funny you mentioned how tall he is, because I keep thinking if he was bigger, he's got he, so he's not he doesn't have the veins like Jinder does. But Aiden has, I think, for as far as muscular definition goes, uh, I mean, one of the best physiques on the roster. I feel like that's always been slept on with him. You know, hey, yeah, I don't know. If, well, maybe uh, he's, he's, he's like kind of like he's kind of like Cesaro, where yeah. you, you don't really he's got a good physique, but it's not so. um outland you know overblown that over the top yeah exactly that that that's the first thing you notice oh i forget when now i can't unsee it but he's got like the side abs going on he looks to me like uh you know like when rob leefield or a comic book artist would almost draw guys too muscular like muscles on top of muscles like that's what i see when i see aiden now um (laughs) but yeah i think uh it's a long way to come out of that hole that they dug for the raw villains long way I'll say this, guys. Not everybody needs to be wrestling for a championship belt. There are some guys that find their place, and maybe you're you're the guy to put someone over. Maybe you're the comic relief, but you know it doesn't mean that you're bad at your job. Maybe he's going to find his niche in this role, and I'm okay with it. I like the fact that people have defined roles, and you know, hopefully one day he can find himself wrestling for something worthwhile. But if not, at least he's on TV. You know, they're joking about it in the comments, guys, but I could see this happening. Phantom of SmackDown, you know, just doing Phantom <laughs> of the Opera with Aiden English. <laughs> it could be something. Yeah, there, there'd be worse uh, worse gigs, worse gimmicks, that's for sure. Um, so after that, yeah, we did have uh, Jericho backstage putting uh, both Aiden and Renee on the list. Great. Yeah, that was fun, fun segment. And then we had uh, all the buildup with what's going on with the women with uh, Carmella and Natalia and Tamina. Uh, they showed her uh, them taking out Naomi and Charlotte Flair. Um, they beat down Charlotte backstage. They had their confrontation with Becky earlier, you know, uh, trying to sway her to their side. And then finally we get the match. Uh, started th- uh, two-on-one with Carmella and Natalia, but really three-on-one going against Naomi. Charlotte finally came out. Um, then Becky came out, and uh, we, got, we got the moment. So, Dennis, I'm assuming this is what you're talking about when you said it was sort of predictable. We, um, we all knew what was going to happen, right? When she started shaking the hands and it, we knew it was going to be the Ellsworth that's going to take the bump here or, or whatever you want to call it. And it happened. It was textbook the way you would plane it. I don't know you would do anything different, but the, it was just textbook. And I think that was my only problem really was you you knew Jericho was going to get beat down somehow. That, that was the way they were going to write him off TV. Although I might have had a different idea for it, but we'll talk about that later. It was just way too textbook. I'd like to have seen maybe something a little different. Becky come out at the end and just hit Natalia or something and walk out, but it happened the way it happened. Yeah, I, I was fine with it. I mean, they could have pro- prolonged it and had like Becky look like she's siding with them and then next week teams with them and then turns on, you know, kind of like, or- but they did that with Orton and the Wyatts. And, um, you know, f- for, for what it is, uh, I-, I was fine with it. And I thought I like that they they teased it even with the fake out and the, and the crowd people bought it people thought oh my god Becky heel turn for a moment which I thought was great I mean it's any I'll tell you man there's something about that you watch it on TV but there's something about being there you know yeah. where it's like oh I believe it <laughs> how how was the crowd for Charlotte oh uh, it was okay you know at the house show um they're behind on the house show they were uh, still che- treating the Usos like faces treating Charlotte like a heel. Um, but last night, she, Charlotte got a better reaction last night. 
Yeah. She hasn't totally, I guess she hasn't like officially, she's on the baby face side now, but she hasn't done yeah. anything to establish herself as a baby face yet. So, um, there was even something to notice when she was coming to the ring last night, like the look on her face. She had that look more of determination rather than arrogance in her entrance, like yeah. little changes in how she's carrying herself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, so the crowd, I, but man, Becky, man, crowd loves Becky. It's not just, it's not just me. Um, I mean, both, both nights, you know, last night, the chance for around me, everyone, uh, that we want Becky feel like on Reddit. It's almost becoming a bad joke right now on the pre SmackDown discussion threads. Everyone's talking about what's up with Becky this week. I mean, it's amazing to me that they're not utilizing her more, but I guess she is at the, the heart of the storyline at least. But wh what do you think the women's division is going forward, Raj? How do you think they, they uh, play hot potato with the belt to get it on Charlotte? Um, I don't know. Um, because no one on the the heel side seems that ready for a title run, no. and that's the thing. Because Naomi and Charlotte, that's a good program. Becky and you know Becky and, and Charlotte, Becky and Naomi, those three they can go. Yeah. Um, and then there's kind of a, a big drop off. So, yeah. um, Natalia, maybe. Well, yeah, yeah. N Natalia, I think the problem is that she's just been there for so long, and. Uh, She's turned so many times, and I, I think she's just I've, – I've said this so many times in the past. I just think she's miscast as a heel. She just, just seems way too genuine, genuinely likable um, to boo. But, it, I mean, I guess she, she could be the one if you're doing a transitionary thing. But uh, Carmella is fresher. Yeah. Who's your pick, Dennis? You know, I, I like Natalia. Honestly, that's the one person that – I don't think she's had a title run in her since she's been there, if my memory serves me right. And I think if there's someone that deserves it for everything she's done for as long as she's been there, I'd stick it on her for a little bit I, I and just see what she can do because we don't know what she can do. She's funny. She can play a bit of a a, a bitchy character i'll i'll say that she can play a nice character i'm just like to see her do something with that belt she has held a divas championship but she only held it once um for, considering for how long she's been there that is you know that is pretty remarkable for how talented she is and having only one title run yeah um i thought it was interesting on talking smack i wonder if carmelo was talking out of turn when uh she was calling herself the number one contender because she pinned the champion last night uh, I'm sure that's where they're headed. I mean, I, I don't think they, well, I mean, they could, there's two, there's two ways that they're headed, right? They got the three on three and, uh, and then Carmela and Naomi. So they could do uh, Carmela and Naomi and then a tag match with Charlotte teaming with uh, Becky Lynch at the next pay-per-view. But uh, yeah, that would have been rough because I don't know how much of this match you, you watch, but Boy, Naomi really no-sold Carmella on some of those kicks, and it was—I I, kind of laughed. And then it—it it, it was just seemed like a weird, awkward interaction between them. I don't know if you guys got the same feeling as I did, but watching that, I was very—I was taken aback by, you know, this Carmella girl is hanging out with with some of the top rosters. She puts a kick in, and it does nothing; doesn't even phase the champion. That was a lot of no-selling there. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know where they go from here on this. I feel like this story they're telling is interesting, but I don't know how they transition this back to singles without it getting really boring and predictable. Um, so, yeah, so last night uh, the heel team did win with uh, Carmella pinning Naomi. And uh, talking smack, that was an interesting interview. Uh, so not hearing the commentary last night, are they sticking with this welcoming committee thing yes. on the girls? They did. All, all match long. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's better than what was it, uh, submission sorority or whatever they got in trouble with, you know? You know, if they were having more people <laughs> come up in the women's division, the welcoming committee could work. But if you're not adding anybody, who are you welcoming? That's true. Yeah. Well, Lana, Lana's going to be coming back. We got that vignette again last night. Uh, She'll be odd woman out if they don't add another one. So, yeah. Well, she's been working a lot in NXT. So, um, We'll see how she does. She, she'd be, I, I'm assuming with the whole dancing thing that she'll be a baby face. So she'd be someone that'd be good to put with Natalia to kind of, uh, you know, get better in the ring. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. Um, so Dolph Ziggler, Sinkara, last night. Okay. Yep. That's yeah. it. That's Raj, it. Match of the night. <laughs> 
Uh, this was, yeah, one of those bathroom break matches. But um, poor Sankara. You know, at least at least the booking made sense and Ziggler won because with Ziggler sometimes they'll just beat him just to beat him. So, um, you know, it was the, the right finish. But I, this was one where it should have been more dominant, I thought. Yeah. Uh, you know, he shouldn't, if he's having a big match for Nakamura, I thought it should have been more vicious and more one sided. If they're going to keep treating both Sinkara and Callisto this way, like let those guys get new gimmicks and just put random jobbers in the masks if this is going to be where their role is on the totem pole, you know? Uh, Callisto beat Braun Strowman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the dumpster match. Yeah. Oh, something else something else um but yeah it's it's interesting like when they just need a random guy a small guy to beat up and make someone look dominant it's uh usually them okay uh so i had to watch this because i couldn't hear this at all in the arena i had to watch this when i got home last night but the fashion files raj yay or nay on brazango's uh showcase moment last night i i it was too corny for me i thought it was dumb but I, I could see people liking it. It just wasn't for me. So a nay for me, Dennis. The old school wrestling fan in me loved it. I, I loved it. I, yes, call me a mark, call me what you will. But this is the stuff I grew up on, and I thought it was funny, not hilarious. I thought it was funny. It made a point. It was corny on purpose. I, I chuckled, and it moved on. It wasn't too long. It was quick. It got the good hits. I liked it. I thought it was great. Make fun of me all you want, guys. I'll take it for this. I thought it was good. I My literal thought was like, as, as if I could not love Brazongo more. Like, this somehow made me love Brazongo even Thank more. Um, I mean, I did you, did you pause it and look at all that those jokes in the background? I mean, this I was dense with jokes that they had last night. Mm -mm. I mean, they, they put more effort into this than any humor segment in a long time. And I, you know, to me, um, I think that whoever was behind Southpaw, uh, some of the writers had a hand in this because I mean, this was had that same sort of vibe, you know, not with wrestling humor. So, well, actually some of the background jokes did have that with heavy wrestling humor. I mean, the, even the stuff with Shinsuke, the King of no style, uh, John Cena, whereabouts unknown, the Vince McMahon mugshot in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I'll, I'll give it a little time. I haven't, shut the door on it but uh but it didn't make me see them as uh anymore as title contenders but no they are uh it, yeah. you're right raj it did not make me see them as title contenders but it made me look at them as personalities yeah as yeah. stars yeah i mean this i think i could absolutely see them beating the usos now as a transitional <laughs> as a transitional uh champion you know and and honestly i think they deserve it i mean look man neither of these guys have had a belt not an NXT deserve it just I don't think you deserve a title just because you haven't had one I think if you're going to do that with the tag team I, I I honestly believe at a certain point the tag team belts the way they I mean Rhino yeah. and Slater were your inaugural Smackdown tag team champions yeah but they were super over for a while yeah, that's true and, 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 I think and once it wore be. off we'll see I don't think so but we'll see and I, I mean I think it's clear that the program is Usos versus the New Day and this yeah. is just something to do until you know the New Day's ready yeah uh, live on the on uh, Monday night, uh, they uh, squashed the Ascension, but Brazongo treated his faces uh, at, at a house show even before this aired. Um, I don't know. I, I could see them doing a push. With what, that. what was the reaction like for him? Uh, no, people were cheering. And what was funny is you could see a different. And this is part of why I love house shows. I mean, not to put over the whole house show thing too much, but it was weird to see uh tyler and fandango playing up faces like having a good time every time i've seen him at house shows before his heels they were in character they were looking smug i mean tyler breeze like was smiling it was interesting to see them embraced by a crowd that way so i think they're getting over with this big time yeah we'll see yeah time they've been doing it for so long yeah but I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I would like to see them get the belts, uh, even if for just a short while. But yeah, with New Day, and we did get the vignette teasing New Day's return um, last night. Do you, so do you think they're going to... Well, I don't think... I mean, they're not doing any repackaging with them. We're getting just the same same shtick, right? Since all these vignettes are unicorns and rainbows. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they might tweak things here and there, but yeah, it's not. they're not coming out with new names or anything. <laughs> So yeah, we'll see. Uh, when do you, so you think that'll be post backlash that they make their debut? Uh, whenever Kofi's ready. I mean, if he's re ready by then, we got what four, three weeks until backlash. Yeah, barely. Yeah. 
So, um, I mean, they could do a disputed finish and, you know, keep the Breezango thing going until Kofi's ready, but they're waiting for Kofi. They don't want uh, to bring the new day without Kofi. So, yeah, that's a mistake, Raj. No, not really. Um, there's no rush to jump in this uh, Usos New Day feud, so might as well have them all all there. Let them keep them fresh, right? I mean, with New Day, I think they've been so in danger. I mean, and some, I think Matt Morgan and others would say that they've gotten stale. I think a break uh, is good. Right, yeah. You know, and then they'll get a great return when they come back. Let, let people miss them, right? Um, so then the main segment after that, United States title match, Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho, the rematch from what we saw at Payback. So what did you think? Did this just go exactly as you thought it would, Raj, with uh, the match and then the extended beatdown after that Owens gave Jericho? Um, yeah. I mean, in the sense that if someone's like, oh, well, what's what's going to happen? Well, Owens beats Jericho clean for the title and beats him down after the match and they do an entry angle. So in that sense, yeah. But I thought the match was really good. Yeah. Um, how was the crowd live for it? Great. I mean, man, Jericho, they're, they're losing. I think when Jericho came back, it was, you know, kind of as a mid-card returning favorite. But I think he's leaving the company as one of its top stars. Yeah, definitely. I think if he, I, I, I wish he would have gotten more wins this run. Yeah. I think he'd probably be even more, uh, more seen as like a top level guy but because he lost every you know every big match uh but still i think this was probably his second best run with the company outside of uh the run where he did with Shawn michaels mm. um and and you know i'm so i'm sure some people might say it's it's was even better but the thing with the Shawn michaels one was he felt like the main event and he was in the world title picture and he won the world title and uh so that's why I'd probably give that run the edge, but he was, I mean, he was awesome here. He totally reinvented himself uh, and was one of the highlights, you know, of raw for the better part of the lat, you know, for the last year and a half. It's been incredible. Dennis, what do you think of uh, how this run stacks up in the grand scheme of things? Oh, listen, I've been a Jericho fan since the WCW days. And that was the only reason why I look, I grew up a WCW guy. And the only reason why I went over to the attitude era was to follow Jericho. And that was it. <laughs> I, I grew up in Atlanta. So, I, I liked him, and this has to be one of the best I've seen him. I mean, he has he's done different stuff every week, and it's not gotten stale. It's not gotten boring. They came close with the best friend thing, but they found different ways to keep it in, entertaining. I, I'm happy to see him go because I feel like when he comes back, he'll have something new and different for us all over again. In fact, the the amazing thing to me, uh, post best friend thing, is I think that Owens has actually suffered a bit character wise. Um, Owens, he made Owens feel so fresh um, with the best friend angle, and I think that Owens gave him some great chemistry, and that that's what I think has been lacking. This Face of America thing. I mean, does anybody like that gimmick? No, no, and that's a good point because you you knew what was coming with Jericho and Owens the whole time that. Owens was eventually going to turn on Jericho. Um, but yeah, I guess once he did that, uh, it's like WWE doesn't know what Owens character is right now. Yeah. Um, you know, as opposed to the, the, the serious guy in a, in a comedy duo. So, um, and I don't think you need to overthink it. Just kind of go back to what he was before Jericho and just this no nonsense smack talking heel. And he, but, he does that great. Yeah. But he's not even like, I mean, I think that there was an opportunity, like he wasn't even mocking their friendship. He wasn't even really referencing it, except, oh yeah, I turned on him. You know? He did on Talking Smack, and I Look. thought uh, that would have been better to do before the match. You know, have, have him, you know, have a have a good video package looking back at their history. And because uh, this thing's been playing out for such a long time, and this was the last match, you know, between them for a while, so... Make it a big, bigger deal. Have a big video package and 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 and, and a couple of promos and stuff. That was interesting. Um, and that they uh, went so heavy on just what happened to Payback, as opposed to really giving this arc-ending conclusion, um, going back to their entire friendship. I think that would. I think you're right, Raj. That would have been a much stronger finish. Yeah. There was one moment through this whole feud I felt like they got it right, and it was was it the Monday after Owens turned on Jericho? He was in the suit, sitting backwards in the chair with the spotlight on him, and he felt mm. very 
frank and, and, and stone-faced, and I really felt like that was the one time they really got the essence of you know Kevin Owens correct, and I would really have loved to see them kind of run with that a little bit more, but they dropped it a week later. What's funny to me, and I don't know why I'm thinking about this now, but I mean, if you guys ever had like a close friendship where you had to like end and you, you like you were so close to the person you got sick of them and you could just think about all the promos Kevin could have cut talking about how it was just like he reached his limit of peak Jericho, you know, of just on and on about this and that, you know, and he never shuts up about this. I mean, I feel like they didn't give him motivation for his turn aside from like, well, I got what I wanted out of it. Then it was time. I was never his friend, <laughs> you know, just sort of like hand waving it off. Yeah, I, but he, he, again, he did kind of explain it on Talking Smack. He was saying, you know, Jericho would take credit, calling us, us saying we were the champions. But it just seems that? like so t- last night. Oh, I, I missed that. I watched that was the last thing I saw last night before I went to bed. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Owens was talking about yeah. he was mentioning all that. But it's like, that's weird that you kind of explain the whole feud after it's over. Yeah. And on Talking Smack, which is seen by maybe hundreds of thousands as opposed to millions of people on TV. Maybe hundreds of thousands. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe plural. Uh, but I thought it was good last night. But yeah, I man, I worry. I worry about with with Owens because it was odd because on the indies, Kevin Steen never was at a lack of things to say or stuff to talk about, you know, wasn't the most repetitive dude. Um, but I feel like they've got him like boxed in on wh- where he can go right now. I think the Face of America gimmick definitely boxes him in. Yeah. Um, I mean, is this just... Uh, so I don't remember which rumor side had this, but have you heard about this, Raj, that like Vince putting him in a suit, Vince made him shave the beard, Vince is fed up with his physique? That's stupid. Yeah. We, we, we shouldn't even bring stuff like that up. Well, I'm, that's why I'm curious, though, because, I mean, what seems truth to it is, like, the, the face of America... Because they, they said he was going to wrestle in a suit, you know, the person yeah. that started that, which obviously <laughs> didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so, it's, it's, you know, he's, he's, you know, in the main event on the show. Um, you know, he's the main featured guest on Talking Smack. He's being pushed where he pretty much has been more or less for the you know better part of the last year. Even when he was the champion, it wasn't like he was the guy on Raw. You know, it was Roman yeah. Reigns. So I mean, he, he's kind of where they where they see him. Yeah. Um, so I thought this lesson, I thought the match was really good, but I mean, what did he come out through? There was like a three time beat down on Jericho after he beat him. Uh, once and the second time and then another time i mean that was just so excessive this if you want jericho off tv for six months or three months or whatever this is a great way to sell that yeah boy i was waiting for him to flip a crispy cream truck at the at the end i mean the way yeah. they really sold him at the end i i i liked it i thought it was great i would love to have seen something different to throw us off you know jericho and the writers sometimes are pretty good Maybe see Jericho get suspended instead of a beatdown somehow mm. and get stripped of the belt and told to leave immediately. Something different. I think I would it would have been a little more refreshing than a beatdown. If the title wasn't on the line, I do think, you know, you could a suspension would be a, a creative way to do it. But I, I I don't I think it makes the new title holder look weak if they don't win it from the person uh who had it before. You know what I mean? Uh if so if Jericho didn't lose it and Owens ended up winning it, it just uh, brings it down a peg. So, I, you know, I, but I see what you're saying. Everyone predicted this, but um, but sometimes the predictable thing to do is sometimes the best. So all in all, Dennis, what were, uh, what's your rating and how do you think SmackDown compared to Raw this week? I think Raw was better than SmackDown this week. SmackDown, it felt like, I don't know how many golfers are out there, but took the easy layup. They didn't really take any chances, and I, I don't think they could. So maybe it's not their fault. It was not a bad show. wasn't a great show. As I said, the very, yeah, very predictable. <laughs> That's it. How about you, Rush? I, I, I like SmackDown better this week. Um, I'm already forgetting what happened on Raw. It was just one of those that it was just kind of, it, it just felt so unimportant. Whereas this week you had Owens and Jericho and that, that felt important. So I, I give the edge to SmackDown. It was a good match, man. I didn't miss uh, Orton or uh, any of the 
Harper Rowan stuff even this week, like on SmackDown. I thought that was kind of refreshing. It, maybe that's – I thought SmackDown was better tonight than it's been the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, Raw, Raw had the excellent, you know, main event. Outside of that main event, I thought that show was uh, not really good. Uh, and, yeah, this show I thought – yeah the absence of orton i hopefully we'll see where they go with him uh, with with gender and and uh what his promos are like uh with it but um orton has brought the show down for me with his feud with the wyatts over the last several months and and hopefully it changes now that the, the wyatt stuff is done yeah um so i didn't watch raw this week yet gonna catch up on it in the next couple days but um smackdown being there it's great you know and monday night really happy with the house show i went to i have to say this guys uh it wasn't even the main event at the house shows it was a pre-intermission match triple threat sammy kevin and aj styles and that was fantastic live i really hope they do that on tv soon so so last night was fresno right last night was fresno monday night was stockton what was the uh crowd like in stockton uh, in Stockton, so the upper risers were empty. They didn't even sell, but they didn't rope it off because it wasn't on TV. But the lower was, I would say, probably 80, 85% full. It was pretty, uh, for a Monday, but they had a curfew. I think that was why at the last minute, the last match of the night, I mean, I don't, I don't know this for a fact, but it was, um, yeah, it was uh, Jinder with the Singh brothers and Eric Rowan um, against uh, Harper and Orton. And that was so rushed like they had a 10 o'clock curfew and had to hit that to be done in time um but yeah nakamura uh beat ziggler that was opening match and it was just okay i'm hoping it's better by backlash ty beat aiden mojo beat aiden Prazango went over the ascension uh we had the six women tag with the faces winning um american alpha versus the usos complete indifference to american alpha i feel so bad for where they're at right now um and then that main event yeah, with uh, Jinder and Rowan versus uh, Orton and Harper. So it was a short but sweet house show. You know, they got it done. Did Orton work much? Uh, he was just kind of there. He came in to do the RKO at the end. But man, even house show Randy is so much better than TV Randy. He was smiling. He was smirking. He was having a good time. You know, I keep going. I hate to keep going back to this Kid Rock comparison, but it's like the same thing. It's like Kid Rock Live, I'm sure, is a blast, but I don't want to hear the new music that Kid Rock's putting out. And I feel like that's the thing. Or in live, in a loose environment, that was fun. That was nostalgic. But on TV, is new stuff is just kind of like, man, heard this before. You know, yeah. just, it's like uninspiring. Um, so, yeah, uh, Orin, no, he just uh, rushed out there and uh, no belt and then um, barely worked in the match. And you guys, uh, how, how did he work with gender? Or did he didn't do much with gender? Or? Not much. Okay. Pretty minimal. Um, I, see, I don't know. That's the problem with Orton, though, because it's the same thing, right? I mean, uh, and, and, and by the way, Rowan took the pin from Randy at the house show. Okay. So, um, but he does the same thing, right? He goes out there. He starts pounding on the mat, tries to do an RKO. It doesn't work. Then finally hits one. The audience goes wild. Yeah, they did. They did a similar uh, match last night um, after the two hundred five tapings. They had Orton, AJ Styles, and Nakamura yeah. um, defeating Rowan, Ziggler, and Jinder Mahal. Yeah, and we didn't stay for that just because we had uh, traffic. But man, Fresno! I don't know how they sounded on TV. They were great live. Um, there was like literally one jerk in the entire arena that we could hear who was like drunk and just shouting like things you should not be shouting at a wrestling oh, event. Um, but when we left, when 205 Live started, we were some of the only ones. We I counted maybe 10 people total that were going to the parking lot when we were to leave. So everybody stayed for 205 Live and that dark match at the end of the show. Wow, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, Fresno, uh, it's a good town. I think, and I think that's part of it, right? I mean, I think the WWE um, should do more of these secondary markets. It seems like when they do the larger cities, it's really hit or miss with crowd the, the crowd being receptive, you know? Yeah. So it's good. It's good overall. Glad I went. And uh, again, I've, you know, say this every time, man, if you go to an event, you could sit on the ramp, like that makes it for me every time. It's so much better than going and uh, not being there. Did anybody shake your hand or anything? Oh, okay, so I have to say at the house show, I wore the El Generico, the new El Generico shirt. Sami Zayn came over to me, hit me on the chest, and went, cool shirt, brother. And I was like, oh, my God, Sami Zayn is the best ever. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I got that and we got the high fives, you know, at Stockton, but Fresno, they're not doing that as much as TV tapings. They're like less ramp interaction. Um, and I wonder if there's a note about that because I, a year ago, it seemed like there was more ramp interaction, but now at the TV tapings, no, but the house show definitely. I think that's good. Make the house shows feel more special. Shinsuke uh, was practically doing a meet and greet after on the ramp. I mean, he was signing everything that people had along the ramp after. It was insane. Oh, nice. That's yeah. cool. So yeah, house shows, man. House shows are where it's at and uh, half the price of TV. You know, can't recommend it enough. So what else is going on in the word of, uh, world of uh, wrestling this week, Raj? What else do we got? Uh, well, Sean Waltman uh, was arrested on Saturday. That was a, a, it's a pretty big story. He, um, he was headed to IPW show uh, in the UK on Sunday and apparently was stopped by customs. Um, he's, his name is on a, uh, is, is on a list because of his uh, past uh, drug arrest. So he was stopped and yeah, he says he's telling T TMZ that, let's see, what, what kind of pills was it? He was saying it was uh, pills for a yeast infection that he had, that he's had for the past year. And, and I'm sorry, um, that's the best excuse. That's the best reason that I've heard in a while. Frankly. Yeah, well, uh, I'm, he might. I mean, men can get them. Uh, so it, it's, uh, it's a Candida yes. Cleanse Capsules. Also uh, uh, known as a yeast infection on man, also known as jock inch. That's what jock itch is. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, he said that's what it was for. Um, I, I don't know if it was in the bottle or, or what, or if he had it in another... Uh, container. Uh, I don't, I don't, I always picture, <laughs> I don't know much about this stuff, but my meth, uh, what I, when I picture meth, I think of breaking bad and like bright blue, <laughs> you know, ice pieces and not like, you know, capsules. So I, I didn't know that meth, uh, can go as a capsule or if they just stopped him anyway. So anyway, he said that, uh, he was stopped. He's out now, obviously. Um, he's going to talk more about it on his podcast today, but He's, he's saying he's totally innocent and and he's clean. He hasn't been doing any drugs outside outside of weed. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see how it plays out. When you mention capsules, you know, I'm I'm uh, curious. I wonder if it's um, ephedra or mohang extract, which is a, an ingredient in methamphetamine. Um, that's why they banned it in the U.S. But it's a Chinese herbal supplement. Remember, well, like he, back. Well, he bought this at Vitamin Cottage, so yeah, he wouldn't have it then, right? If it's banned in the U.S. Um, yeah, I could see though some guys still using it. I bet you some places still stock it. Remember, like, I don't know if you guys remember, like, 15 years ago, the controversy over like hydroxycut and all that stuff. They took off the market because some kid's heart exploded when he took a bunch of it and like ran on a treadmill for five hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. But yeah. they but they took off the market because it's like an herbal methamphetamine essentially it's an herbal uh you know uh, accelerant like that so i'll be curious to see what it is um but yeah i mean stuff like that it's the same reason guys use adderall now is it gives you that same effect huh so we'll see what the story is there but uh yeah yeast infection that's it's good it's believable because it sounds like the sort of thing that's kind of embarrassing so it's like why would a guy admit that unless it was the truth right it sounds like something x Pac would have <laughs> Dennis said it, everyone, not me. Yeah, not me. Uh, <laughs> I did. I'll take the heat, but come on, guys. Look at him. I'm not wrong. I just, we all thought it. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so he easily looks like he's doing better than he has in a very long time. And when I spoke to him, when I, I interviewed him for the site a couple months ago, and and he 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 is he sounded way better and, and looks way better than he did, you know, like 10 years ago. And and he he, he looks like he's coming around. Uh, okay. Uh, so Adam Cole is a free agent. Adam Cole, a free agent as of last Sunday. Uh, everyone's expecting him to go to WWE. Um, he's still working the next, uh, ROH pay-per-view, the war of the worlds against Tanahashi. Um, so we'll see, you know, Dave Meltzer noted that everyone wants him, uh, yeah. that it's not, WWE is not going to get him without a little bit of a fight. So, um, yeah, I mean, Adam Cole, um, I could see him being a big star in New Japan too. So, uh, you know, does he want to go to New Japan, become an even bigger star, then go and get like that, you know, Nakamura kind of push, or mm. or just go straight to NXT and the WWE? Um, I don't know. 
because nothing's a guarantee ever. You can go to New Japan, you can get injured, you can not get over. I mean, he'll he'd get over, but uh, just nothing is uh, ever a guarantee. Cool guys. Uh, anything else before we wrap things up here? Um, oh, I think we've. Let's see if we want to get a couple couple of questions. Um, someone asking about AJ's comments about SmackDown making stars and Raw uh, taking them. That you know that definitely used to be the case back in the day. That's kind of what SmackDown was for. I don't know if you could really say that now. Uh, you know, with this brand extension it's not like bray wyatt and dean ambrose became bigger stars you know because they're on smackdown the one guy would be the miz uh but that that would be about it yeah i thought uh it sounded good when he said it but um it's interesting that they took ambrose they took uh the miz they took alexa i mean i guess i kind of see it i think alexa is probably the best example of someone who benefited greatly from smackdown yeah and charlotte did from raw yeah no um is adam cole gonna have to change his name to adam gold or something uh they they've been slowing down on doing that stuff um they've been allowing people to keep their names a lot more so uh you know if roderick strong was able to keep his name i'm sure adam cole will probably be able to cool. and, any uh, other questions no i think we can wrap it up Cool, guys. Uh, so on behalf of Dennis, Raj, and myself, thank you once again for joining us for the Wrestling Inc. podcast. We'll be back here Monday night to talk about Monday Night Raw. Coming up, myself, Raj, and Matt Morgan. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us all on Twitter. Check, uh, check the show notes for our Twitter links. And until next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.